Welcome to the Partnership Podcast. 2022 is a banner year for our latest guest. Jardine Funeral Directors in Dumfries turned 160 years old this year, and company director Arthur Jardine is about to turn 90 himself. He's not the only one who's seen decades of change in the business. Another staff member's just celebrated 65 years service, having joined the business at the age of 15. So today I'll talk to Ruth Jardine about what working for a 160-year-old family business means to her. And we'll not just be walking down memory lane here, we'll also be looking at how the funeral director has evolved in recent times and what the future holds. So Ruth, lovely to see you again. How are you? I'm very well, Malcolm. Yourself? Not bad, thank you. For this time of the year, not bad. Thank you very much. Now, look, um, you know, there's a long history here, and I know 160 years is incredible in its own right. And I believe Arthur is the fourth generation to run the business. So can you talk us through the history that's kept Jardine Funeral Directors family-owned for more than a century and a half? Well, Malcolm, Jardine Funeral Directors is a sixth-generation family business, which was established in Dumfries in the 19th century, and it remains at the forefront of the funeral industry. Our motto is our family, caring for your family since 1862. Mm -hmm. We ensure that we treat every person with the same level of respect, because after all, we are all Jock Tamsin's burns. Indeed, our philosophy and exceptional standards of service have remained unchanged, We provide an affordable, compassionate and personal service and we are trusted. And I feel that's something that's really, really crucial, particularly in these changing times. The earliest involvement of the Jardin family in the funeral profession was in 1862 when James Jardin established a firm of joiners and undertakers in Dumfries. Mm -hmm. James's son, William, then established the firm as William Jardin, joiner and undertaker from Three Crowns Court in 1899. William was followed into business by his son, James Ray Jardin, who was known as Jimmy, and he was awarded the Military Medal for Bravery and was invalided out of the First World War in 1916. And his beautiful discharge certificate was signed by King George V, and that's something the family are incredibly proud of. I'm not surprised. Wow. Now, both William and his son, Jimmy, were staunch church members. They were Sunday school teachers, and Jimmy regularly offered a prayer for the deceased or took services in place of a minister when over 80% of funerals took place in the homes of the densely populated closes of Dumfries. Jimmy's son, Arthur, that's my father-in-law that you mentioned, who's 90 yeah. this September, he joined his father after leaving the RAF in 1966. And he acquired another firm, John Rodden Joiners in Terregal Street. So he expanded the business. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he built the first chapel of rest in the south of Scotland. He was also very proud to become the Scottish chairman of the National Association of Funeral Directors in 1967. But it was in the mid eighties that Arthur's son, Mark joined the business. And together with his mother, Frida, they designed our present Chapel of Rest. And around the same time, they purchased another firm, Thomas Ray Jardin Funeral Directors. They also created a state-of-the-art mortuary 
including embalming facilities and refrigeration. Mark also became a bereavement counsellor with Cruz, and in the late 80s, he formed the Bereaved Parents Group, which was the precursor of SAMS to promote counselling for those who have lost a child. However, Mark's ultimate vision was to bring a crematorium to Dumfries to avoid people having to travel to England or air or even up to the central belt. After 25 years of planning, the entrepreneurial masterpiece that is Rukenlock Crematorium and Woodland Burial Site was born in 2005. And this facility completely turned on its head the traditional crematorium model. And it provided the people of Dumfries and Galloway with a serenely peaceful place at the end of their life. Senior Inspector of Cremation, Burial and Funeral Directors, Mr. Robert Swanson, QPM, said at the opening of the Oak Cloister and Garden of Tranquility, I haven't found anywhere that above this, you should be incredibly proud to have such an outstanding facility in your region. Simultaneously, while all this was going on, Mark saw the need in what we might term an increasingly secularised society to offer funeral services and he chose to develop himself as a funeral celebrant. And this was, Malcolm, this was 20 years before the rest of the UK. Right. Um, and in some ways, he has mirrored his grandfather, who for many years before had performed these services in the closest of Dumfries, in the homes right. of people. Mark's foresight was instrumental in the development of civil funerals throughout the UK. And in 2019, he was awarded the MBE in the Queen's New Year's Honours List for services to Dumfries and Galloway. In 2008, continuity of the firm continued with Mark's son, Russell, joining the staff as a driver. And he is now a highly respected funeral director. Then, as you know, in, in 2012, I relinquished my post as a head teacher to become the manager of Rukenlock Crematorium and Woodland Burial Site. Yep. And also, um, I became business manager of Jardin Funeral Directors to drive the company forward in this unprecedented period of change. We are incredibly proud that um, in 2016, we were awarded Best Family Business by the Chamber of Commerce, mm. and in 2019, Best funeral director in Dumfries at the Scottish Funeral Awards. In 2021, we were awarded Best Family Business by Scottish Magazine of the Year, Dumfries and Galloway Life. To kind of sum up, Malcolm, helping people when they're at their most vulnerable is a real privilege. And our unique legacy will hopefully continue for many future generations to come providing a trusted and well-respected service that empathises with the needs of the community we serve. And we're proud and incredibly fortunate to have a first-class staff who we believe are second to none and who all believe in the firm's motto, our family caring for your family, since 1862. Thank you, Ruth. That's a wonderful summary of innovation service and development of the business fantastic thank you and look i know you'd like to spotlight not just arthur jardine but also terry who's been there for 65 years so what did things look like when he started and um, what does he do now well do you know malcolm terry was born in 1942 he was <laughs> 80 this june yeah and my husband mark's grandfather's first words to him were 
You make sure you wear a shirt and tie to work, boy, the age of 15. Right. And I'm told that one of Terry's earliest tasks was to take the coffins wrapped in hessian on the Mm -hmm. cart from Three Crowns Court down to the station. Now, Three Crowns Court had an extremely narrow arch at both ends, barely capable of taking a car through and a steep slope up onto Logan Street. In the 50s and 1960s, Jardin Funeral Director sent up to 700 coffins all over Dumfries and Galloway, mainly to the west and north, but sometimes to Annan and Eastriggs too, which meant a longer journey with the cart over the bridge onto the eastbound platform. Now, as a very young child, Mark also joined Terry because he loved to see the steam trains. And Mark also remembers in the 80s when the Benedictine convent in Dumfries required maintenance. And the nuns decided in 1988 to move Lock, Stock and Barrel to a former hotel in Largs. And Terry led the transformation of the convent. So he headed a team of joiners that that belonged to Jardins. And for many weeks, the convent chapel was carefully dismantled and stored before being reconstructed, requiring a lot of intricate work dealing with the oak carvings. Mark also went on this journey and he would probably be as a young lad at the time, a teenager at the time. And he said, he said, when we arrived in Largs, our rooms had carpets on the floor, mirrors on the wall and hot water in the pipes. After 24 hours, we led a Spartan existence, just like the nuns with our rooms transformed into bare cells. After an 11 hour day, we all ate with the nuns along with a couple of priests and we were very well fed with Terry being treated like royalty. Um, <laughs> we as a firm, Jardin Funeral Directors, are incredibly honoured that Terry chose to work for us for 65 years. And when he decided early in the year to retire and he came to me with his intention to do so, I knew we had to do something special. So I commissioned a 200 kilogram stag. It is 10 feet tall and it sits in pride of place um, on the Cortez route at Rook and Lock for all to admire and see and for future generations to see. Um, We call him Terry the Stag, Terry the Joiner, guardian of Rook and Lock forevermore. That's lovely. What a lovely story. Goodness me. Good for Terry as well. Thank you, Ruth. Okay, now look, we always talk about what a time of change we're in right now. And with you joining in 2012, you've been there since that point. And I know you've also been very involved when the Scottish government has looked at funerals and costs. And also, so looking particularly at regulation, what's your perspective on changes around you recently in the context of such a long-standing business? Have you found it easy to incorporate and get involved in that change? Or on the other hand, does it make some ways of working a little bit harder to shift? So for me, the recent FCA regulation of funeral planning has had a very positive impact on the Mm -hmm. profession. For me, it means that those who meet the robust criteria are bona fide professionals who strive to do the very best for their families. And in my opinion, it helps the public to place their trust in their local funeral director. Sure. I also believe that the advent of the Scottish Government Code of Practice and the licence for funeral directors is to be welcomed. My understanding is that this will be in place shortly 
as will a robust inspection process, which will serve to support and evaluate funeral directors and will allow those with integrity and morality to flourish. So mm-hmm. I believe these are all very, very positive steps. Good. Thank you very much. And look, sticking with FCA regulation, I know you've been through the Golden Charter training to keep offering plans, and that gives you some idea of what the future looks like in that particular area. Can you look to the future for us then and tell us how you see both pre-planning and funeral directing more broadly continuing to evolve? So for me, COVID-19 has brought about a huge sea change. And we've seen people considering purchasing funeral plans who previously perhaps would have not looked at this area. And maybe this is for peace of mind. But FCA regulation has, for me, helped to streamline the funeral profession and Mm -hmm. pre-planning. And as a result now and in the future, it will be a much more trusted and professional organisation. I believe that the numbers of funeral directors will reduce. And those of us who have integrity, morality, and with the best facilities which are fitting for the deceased and the bereaved in the 21st century will survive. And look, we've been talking about longevity uh, throughout today's conversation. If there's one thing you could suggest to your fellow funeral directors around the country to make their businesses last another 160 years, what would it be? Well, for me, the words inscribed on that beautiful Scottish Parliament mace that was presented to Her Majesty the Queen when the Parliament opened on the 1st of July 1999. Those words are central to the business philosophy of Jardin Funeral Directors. Wisdom, justice, compassion and integrity. And I believe that this is what we should all aspire to do as we look to the future and the longevity of our businesses. Lovely answer. Thank you very much. And I'm sure that will resonate to your fellow funeral directors around the country. Ruth, it's been lovely talking to you. I really appreciate your time and the wonderful journey through the history of Jardines. And thank you for taking the trouble to share that with us. And I'm sure that we'd all wish you and Jardines and all the team all the best in the future. Thank you very much, Ruth. Thank you, Malcolm. It's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thanks for listening to the Partnership Podcast. You can find all of our previous episodes online at goldencharter.buzzsprout.com and they're available on a range of podcast apps so you can download and listen at your own time. You can have anything you like we can talk about, so do contact me at malcolm.flanders at goldencharter.co.uk. Thanks again and I'll talk to you next time on the Partnership Podcast.